0: I think most of the society now that we've grown up on is really on a neoclassical basis. And what I mean by that is more about consumption without actually um, taking into consequences the um, damage the waste of consumption can have.
1: That's Rocky Friday, the founder of Hill You, a health tech company providing personalized plans powered by your data. Andy joins us here today on the Black Founders Podcast, hosted by Hoka, the house of Kurt Henderson.
0: Hey Rocky, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Hey,
1: so today, as we've done with our previous podcast guests, we'll be discussing your journey, what you're passionate about, and we're also looking forward to seeing how you do on the four challenges that we have for you. They're quite challenging, but they're very fun. But I'll explain them in more detail just before we start each one. Mm -hmm. So you started Heal You in 2018. Tell me about your experience setting up the business and where you are
0: today with it. Um, So it really started in 2017, you know, then, um, you know, we took it further in 2018 till today. So it really started... When I developed um, Vertiligo. um for those who don't know, it's a, it's a skin condition where you lose your pigment. Um, mm-hmm. so I had to go between um, Trinidad and, and England trying to find a solution. Um, and unfortunately, to the number of doctors I went to, you know, they couldn't give me a clear cut solution in terms of why that happened. And, um, you know, what can be done about it. The only thing that they were given uh, as an option was light therapy. And I wasn't really comfortable with that in itself. Um, so fortunately enough, um, um, a member of my family um, got in touch with um, a doctor that specializes in um, life, uh, health care and um, lifestyle medicine. Um, his name's Dr. Chidi. Um, so he was familiar with um, black people's cases and, and so forth um and I reached out to him and um it turns out that um, I might have been reacting to um pesticides on fruits so there can be a number of reasons and also stress um so mm-hmm. he just told me to you know change um part of my diet and to be really aware about you know the stress and certain things that I eat and yours truly um my skin started to repigment um which is unbelievable because if you do look at Um, The literature on it, you know, there is very rare instances where, you know, you do find a repigmentation without that light therapy um, on patients. So in my case, you know, that was just phenomenal. That was unbelievable. And it led me to think Mm -hmm. that what what would have happened if I didn't have that opportunity um, to get that information? And then it dawned on me that actually, you know, information is kind of centralized in a sense that we only go... Um, to the point to where we know And what I mean by that is If your doctor or your GP tells you something You're pretty much going to stick to it um, And not necessarily seek other options So that's how the, the platform developed Whereby we thought Well The notion that the doctor knows it all Is kind of unfair on them um, There are some doctors that might know more than the others As clearly, you know, my situation um, Sure that um, so that's what we did. So we created a platform whereby um, doctors can um, integrate, um, interact with um, patients, but also patients can, you know, uh, flick through and, and see, you know, different um, doctors um, for their consultations and mainly in in, um, in Trinidad and Tobago um, and the emerging markets, because there, you know, to a certain degree, there is a skepticism towards their healthcare. Um, but at the mm-hmm. same time, it's more about empowering um, each individual Um, In my case, I was empowered by having the option um, Mm -hmm. to do so. And and the key point here is option and um, ownership of your life in the sense that you've got the opportunity to decide to follow um, the doctor's advice at your own risk, of course. But sometimes, like in my case, you know, um, it Mm -hmm. it leads to, you know, unbelievable results and um, a lot of improvement in your life. Um, So... Because obviously, someone that does a lot of sports and you see your body changing in that respect is can be quite scary. So um, I believe, you know, that as we're going forward, you know, we'll, we'll be impacting a lot more people and people can see the benefits for it.
1: Wow, super interesting. And so you were telling me in, in our pre-interview, almost like in the Caribbean, how like healthcare is seen as this, this thing in the heavens where people look to that as, as their only source of guidance. Um, what are you doing with with, with Hill U to, to change that mindset in how people perceive healthcare and where they get their information about healthcare from?
0: Um, I wouldn't say that per se, you know, it's um, it's heaven as such. You know, there is a degree of skepticism because mm-hmm. you do have a lot of um, distrust in, in, in some of the facilities and, and so forth. But I would say um, the, that's global. The issue of believing in you know, global, I mean, of, in a doctor um, is yeah. a global, I think it's an issue. Some people may disagree and say that's the only way, but my view, it is an issue because um, we are putting unnecessary pressure on the um, practitioner to have all the answers where you know, sometimes it's quite difficult to have all the answers because each and everyone is different. So going back to my own example, um, you know, they did their best, but they couldn't really find a solution. It was more theoretical, whereas someone who's got the insight was able to um, have a more personalized view as opposed to, you know, just putting you into um, a, a general consensus in terms of what happens to you. Yeah. Uh, generally, uh, with mm-hmm. a person in that um, with that condition, there can be a number of factors. So really what we're doing is more of the personalization. A greater relationship with your um, GP over a period of time um, enables a better decision making, but also a contextualizing um, situation. So you might have a headache because um, you didn't drink enough water, or it might be because you had a lot of stress. Having that information by having that communication between your practitioners makes it, better for them to discern what is mm. the best actual treatment for your situation so it's really um twofold is more to increase the, the 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 trust um by having a greater okay. communication you just don't go to the a practitioner's office when you're ill but you can for example um you've had cases whereby oh i've got a headache um what do you think this is um and it led to a different outcome than what would have happened if you said you've got a headache you know right away so the time lags as well is important like when mm. um having you know a, a medical condition um it's important to know the length of when it's happened a lot of the time we just say it when it's happened but having the ability to have a track or mention to your doctor hey i've been having this headache today and then you know if you persist for a certain day you're really sure okay this is the time length um that when mm. it happens usually when you go to the doctor well i think it happened, you know, three, four days ago. Now, we've removed the, I think, to, well, it happened. And that makes a greater, you know, difference in terms of diagnosis for the doctor, um, as well okay. as um, the outcome for the patient.
1: Super interesting. And I see in your website, you have a tier model system. Um, mm-hmm. where, so basically, it's a subscription model, this this business. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Where people can get access to health. Uh, mm-hmm. I also saw in your second tier that, um, they get access to the one-on-one um, mm-hmm. one-on-one um, health um, care support. Um, mm-hmm. Tell me about that and how does that work? I see it's, it's twice a month that, that the, the patient will have that with their, their
0: health care yeah. assistant. So what, we, mm-hmm. what we've um, done, so that's more um, dietitians. So we've got registered dietitians that do work okay. with us. So they're certified and, and they, they're aware about everything. So it's more a case that we found that certain patients have the idea or mm-hmm. are aware um, about health. Uh, like for example, your former athletes and young people. So all they need is just to have, actually have the plan, like the first one, like, okay, I just need that. Okay. Cause I can't really, you know, put all of those things together. And some, you know, don't really need that much of assistance, you know. So it really depends on the type of individual. So some of them um, need more support than others. And also um, they sometimes don't like to have that, you know, constant, well, we should do this or, you know, that constant support. Mm -hmm. Some people are really much distant. So just give me my thing one to one. I'm I'm good. I can handle that. If I've got any questions, Mm -hmm. I'll reach out to you and, and that's it. And these plans can be
1: bespoke as well. So, if I want to tailor those, those plans to, to my specific needs or my specific um, goals, like dietary goals, I can do that.
0: Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. So, you, the way we do it, you know, again, it's the personalization. Personalizing is, is the key. Um, because, again, when we're talking about healthcare, a lot of the times we're talking about statistics that deals with the majority of people who've been tested on the issue itself. But when you're able to go one-on-one, so for example, you know, um, you're know you a vegetarian and, and so forth, so there's a lot of information that you get on a personal level that you might not get if you're just to do a general plan, even a, a general SWIVI by your regular doctor. So that's, that's the key. The key is the data, the information um, from the patient that makes a, a better uh, plan, but also a better decision in terms of treatment of um, certain um, conditions. Okay, um, now
1: personally, mm-hmm. the, the only other platform or startup I know that's similar to this, um, especially mm-hmm. in Europe, I'm not completely sure about the American landscape, is is Babylon. Um, what are the key differences between
0: um, Heal You and, and Babylon? Um, I say the key differences is the personalization um, in itself. Okay. Um we do have, you know, you can have consultations online. But I do think it's, it's the personalization because we do have registered dietitians. So we've got other people, we've got pharmacists, if you want to look and and speak about your um, um, prescriptions, you know. Because another thing that is not spoken about a lot is the fact that um, at times certain prescriptions are not, you know, well given. Like um, pharmacists sometimes are, are not, let me not say this, but I'll say... Um, some of the drugs we've had for example um that were given prescribed from doctors actually were not really good for the patients in itself so it's a, a number of things we're just not you know specializing on healthcare in itself but it's the opportunity and the options of a number of yeah. different health um professionals and it's not limited just on you know um your health so you we've had sports people for example wanting a personalized plans you know um mm-hmm. and so forth so so that's, that's it pretty much. The pretty difference is that we're much more holistic um, than, than Babylon. And
1: just out of interest, just for more context um, for mm-hmm. our listeners as well, we're just going to touch on it briefly, but just tell us about your um, your, your your day-to-day job um, outside of the startup world. Um, you talked about how you work, uh, work in sustainable um, cities yeah. um, and
0: you're working... Um, for the Trinidad, is it Trinidad government at the moment? No, so that was before. So now I'm pretty much full time on the startup. But before, um okay. I was in um um you know, in um a startup called Ashw Two, was um Smart Energy and mm-hmm. um the Green Army. Um so it was really a um, startup dealing with integrating and promoting the use of um, sustainable products, mainly you know vehicles and and so forth. so we have had um, instances where we've we tended for jobs and did some small um, and some big sometimes um, mm-hmm. things for the government so we did do a job for Carib- Caribbean uh, airlines you know in terms of oh, yeah. um, energy audits and, and so forth. so there's a number of things we've done but also I was fortunate enough to be um, part of it was in 2017 if I'm not mistaken. Um, the sustainable city um, project, um, which which mm-hmm. the European Union, um, the startup was also part of it with the mayor um, at a time. So yeah, and here and there I do you know speak and and do um, help um, every now and again um, with my expertise and in that respect. So yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: fantastic,
0: super exciting, and
1: I can definitely see some sort of crossover between with um, between the sustainable um, city. Um uh, industry and also like the health it's like tech for good, um, building mm-hmm. a better future for people to get more access to yeah. to to health tech, but also to be able to live and thrive within a more eco-friendly environment. So we're going to move on to our first challenge of today's podcast, which is the T-Rex Runner. Um, So in this challenge, we'll be exploring your multitasking skills, um, where I'm asking you questions that I've prepared for you. Nothing too crazy. Um, (laughs) And the longer you stay alive over a minute, uh, jumping over those cactuses that you saw in the warm-up, the the more points you get. There's three rounds... With a maximum of 15 points, that's five points per round. So, are you ready to get started?
0: Yeah, let's go, let's
1: go. So, my first question for you is, what key differences have you seen between the Caribbean and the UK
0: in health tech? The differences? Mm -hmm. Oh man, Um, the differences will be paper-based, um the Caribbean is mainly traditional. What I mean traditional is that? <laughs> <laughs> it's hard. You did well. Um, continue answering the question.
1: Yeah,
0: I would say there's a lot of similarities, I'll just say the the there's a lot of similarities, let me say that, but it's just the really the adaptation of technology. At the point when I did it was very, very new and um, a lot of people didn't really um, understand it. Um, So I would say the difference is we've accepted a lot more um, in in UK um, compared to um, the regions in the Caribbean. But although that's changing with the pandemic, that's changed things, but I would say that's the difference. Mm
1: -hmm. Okay, awesome. Thanks for that. Well, you did really well. You got one point. So basically every 12 seconds, you get one more point. Oh. <laughs> it is quite, it is a tricky game because you really have to <laughs> think about what you're saying whilst, whilst hurling over those, those, um, those yeah. Um <laughs> So well done. Um, my second question for you, which you kind of did touch on just now. Um, so it should be easier actually, is what changes have you seen in health tech since the start of COVID-19? The
0: benefits and the importance of um, over a period of time um, taking in charge of your health. So the remote and the distance meant that we can't live without technology um, in, in, in health. So how do you track patients who can't really move, you know? Um, how do you track um, patients that you can't see? So that communication has become life saving, you know, having consultations on the phone or via, via the app. So I think it's made um, personalization um, the norm because okay. whilst, you know, you're personalized through data, but you personalize through, you know, each and each, everyone's different condition so it's true yeah you know so they say you, if this, it's more of the ad- yeah. adaptation like it's made things a lot more fluid in healthcare mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. and we, and of course as they've been saying with this uh, pandemic it's, it doesn't discriminate so it's like yeah. what are the, the differences in how how sick people get on covid based on their own body system and obviously we've seen uh, the massive surge of, of elderly people contracting it and being you know, more vulnerable to it than, than younger people. Um, yeah. Well, super interesting. Thanks for that. Um, you got zero points for that one.
0: <laughs> thanks for reminding
1: me. <laughs> i try to distract you with my response. You see that. <laughs> and finally, for the last question. Yeah. What's been one of the key things or say one of the most interesting things you've learned about health tech, the health tech industry since you started Heal You?
0: Um, Feel free to jump, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> most important thing, mm-hmm. dealing with people of difference, okay. different egos, for example, um, mm. sometimes um, for those who are health, uh, healthcare practitioners, <laughs> please forgive me and I don't mean no harm. But I do feel yeah. that a lot of the time um, mm-hmm. there is a reluctance to be told there is a better way, one alternative way of doing things. So mm-hmm. I do, I have found, you know, sometimes it challenging speaking to, um, at the initial times, you know, speaking with people about what technology can bring Um, To the healthcare So pre-pandemic That was Well We don't really need it You know It's more about Mm -hmm. um, E-health In terms of Recorded um, Documentations Um, So I think Is That has been The biggest challenge For me I think it's um, Dealing with um, (laughs) Different um, Characters As well Being Not being a, Mm -hmm. A health Professional myself you know, sometimes, you know, it's, it's, course, it's yes. difficult to get through um, mm. to them. So, I mean, my experience, you know, makes it, makes it a lot understandable for them. But if yeah. I don't give that context, even just, you know, speaking about it, it, it becomes like, okay, what do you know about healthcare? And, and that's another thing too, because mm. what this pandemic shows as well, um, some people have not been able to go to the doctor, so they've had to take care of themselves the best way they do. So yeah. it goes down to the point that perhaps whilst the, the professionals have got the the know-how, actually you might know your body a lot better than another professional. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think that's, uh, that's something that, you know, um, will be taken a lot forward in my, in my opinion with this pandemic because a lot of people have had to introspect and adapt, you know, find yeah. solutions um you know change their diet, so they've really taken charge in empowering themselves by their health by getting that information you know drinking a lot more water yeah. for example um yeah. being aware you know of of hygiene you know those kind of things so mm-hmm. yeah so interesting
1: and i was literally talking about that the other day if uh, uh, uh a friend of mine about what do we think the 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 effects are gonna be after on on how we navigate society. Um I feel there's definitely gonna be a lot more germophobes for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot more mask wearing probably on the tubes and on public yeah. transport. Mm-hmm. Um and probably maybe even in shops as well. Um yeah. so I think people's thoughts are always gonna be with that. We've also seen a I mean, I've noticed myself, and also my friend noticed that we never. I used to get at least four colds at least per year, and I haven't mm. had one since mm. since the start wow. of last year. So I got COVID early, um, early 2020, mm. probably around the March time the year, and haven't had a cold. And it's I think it's more the case that we're all wearing masks around, mm-hmm. so it's less spreading. Um, but just also the fact that we're all pretty much locked indoors as well. Mm-hmm. Um but these, these sorts of things just kind of make me think that even on like public transport um and um in places where it's packed where people may be carrying like germs and you know we're more likely to get these these sorts of things like colds, flus, etc. How can we avoid them? So I think people will be more aware of that being a thing now. Mm-hmm, um definitely. how they may have experienced COVID themselves or or know people that have um so yeah super interesting and thanks for sharing that once again with us um congrats you got two points two solid points to that round <laughs> <laughs> you made it past 24 seconds yeah. um so that takes you to a total drum roll of three points for <laughs> Runner out of 15 <laughs> now just to put it out there that is the hardest game um because it does require a lot of concentration. It does,
0: Um, it does. You think it's simple, (laughs) but it's actually, you know, very hard, very hard.
1: (laughs) So just to move on to our next segment, Rocky, I wanna know more about the movements which you champion. Um, What gets your heart racing alongside business? Um, and you know what do you rally for like publicly or privately and you know where do you want to see change happen whether that be in industry whether that be in personal life or just things that you've seen around you
0: Um, I want to see change in a number of things I do think um, for the environment I want people to be aware about the environment you know i've been involved in environment like it's getting close to 10 years you know since i've been to uni but even outside and um and in trinidad and Tobago, mainly um Mm -hmm. for me it's the environment and what we see the environment to be um because i do believe even though it's changing we still got this hippie kind of um way of seeing um the environment so it's the awareness of the importance of your environment but when I make environment as a whole is wherever you are but also from a connection to nature because I think most of the society now that we've grown up on is really on a neoclassical basis and what I mean by that is more about consumption without actually um, taking into consequences the um, damage the waste of consumption can have yeah um i'm very much you know in believer that once we understand the consequences of um the waste and how we can use mm-hmm. waste that's another point then mm-hmm. we can have a better um calmer society and um a more reflective one There's more about balance i do feel like there's a lot of imbalance in that respect we consume we consume consume we might be aware, yeah. but we're actually not taking into context the real importance and the consequences of our actions. So, by doing that, mm-hmm. I, I believe there will be a lot more balance, and everyone will be a lot more happier. You know, and and that really <laughs> is the case that has been since 2016 um, in, mm-hmm. in Trinidad and Tobago. Um, the connection from a urban city boy myself <laughs> to the <laughs> to, to the environment has just been mind-blowing you know i studied it at Mm. at, a degree level and masters then it just made a lot of sense that we must have you know the respect um for the waste through respectable consumption so that's one of the biggest um concern for me because by doing that then it goes into Mm -hmm. other countries so for example you know in in the uk and And so forth we don't really realize the consequences of our consumption in respect to other places such as india you know um africa and and away so that's why i do think it's very much important for us to be aware about our um you know consumption and and the environment as a whole the value because sometimes you know people just come to the um caribbean or africa or india you know wow it's pretty much cool but do you realise that those amenities um, are under threat by the actions that we are taking in terms of consequent um, consumption? So for me, it's yeah. is that placing the value on our consumption, understanding the waste, um, and also Im- importantly knowing that the environment that we so you know desire to relax in um, has got a lot more value than just um, you know relaxation. You know, there's a whole ecosystem, and those mm-hmm. ecosystems. Uh, cannot be replaced by technology
1: agreed and just on that if you had to offer like one thing people can do listeners can do right now to reduce their consumption or just improve the way they live and become more eco-friendly and aware of their carbon footprint what would you say that key thing is or just one
0: like you know i think it would be suggestion or advice oh, yeah i think that's, there's a number of things one key <laughs> um is a tough one i would say self-reflection i would say the most important is self-reflection mm. um and we and i do it a lot in terms of the time spent on my phone and, and so forth it goes down to the mm. question do, what do you actually need to actually function comfortably that is the most important question and you'll be surprised how much excess you do have. You know, I, I take it just you from the clothes, um, from um, the applications you do have. You know, like I've got so many applications, but how many do I actually, you know, need? Same thing for food, and and so mm-hmm. forth. Um, so I think is the self uh, self reflection and actually, what do I actually need to function? Yeah. My other one is health um, um, equality um one of the biggest things we've had you know i mentioned you know the you know uh, drugs not being well you know prescribed is um more awareness of differences i do think the politically uh uh, correct world that we do live in we do find it difficult to discuss matters of um differences um or race in terms of health like there is certain um things that one particular person might be more susceptible to have compared to the others Mm -hmm. and i feel like it's very much important for us to preach that not in a divisive manner but rather as a collective in order to make things a lot better because you'll be surprised you know um i have spoken to some pharmacists um in certain communities as well like black asian and and others um who Mm -hmm. who have you know said that they've had you know um prescriptions that is Um, that hasn't been effective for them you know like for example there's some um, um, medication for blood pressure which you know it's better for some communities than others you know and they've not been you know encouraged to go through that route Um, and it's people say well it's the system itself no it's just we just need to promote and accept that we are all different and we've got all different roles to play so I think that's another thing um that i'm really passionate about which is health um differences and making it the norm that a doctor can say well because you're from this place so this is yeah. likely to happen to you so you need to do this and that and to be comfortable with it um so that's really much an important thing to my heart as well
1: that's fantastic um yeah i completely agree with that as well um i think it's important that you know people can be very open with those kinds of discussions and 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 share their findings, share their understandings and just share their thoughts in regards to health um, for Mm. for various cultures. Um, Massive thanks for sharing um, that with us, Rocky. Um, And yeah, for all of you listeners, you know what to do. Just to move on to our next challenge, which is one of my personal favorites, um, which is the presentation round. Um, so just to give you an idea of what the presentation round is, the presentation is, is where you will pitch a a new startup idea curated by me. We'll go through the problem, the solution Mm -hmm. and the business model all within a few slides, but there's, there's just one catch. You don't know what you're going to be presenting, but I'm sure you'll be fine as you've pitched loads of times. So just improvise your way through it. Um, there'll be a maximum of 15 points and you'll be scored um, out of five based on your confidence of of the pitch, the believability and how well you answer the questions. So that's five points for each of those. Um, And yeah, are you ready to get cracking?
0: Yeah, let's go.
1: Ladies and gentlemen. Please give a warm welcome to our guest, Pitcher of the Startup Pitches Awards 2021,
0: Rocky. So hi. Um, So we've got a new product called DJing On Demand Anywhere, Anytime. So you can be in the Caribbean, you can be in London, you can listen to good soca music, you can listen to everything. So we've got it here. So we've got everything you need um, from this... Um, service so you know there's a lot of problem you know too many procedures to go through um, in order to hire a DJ so that's um, that's challenging you know Um, we do need a central system which enables us to be able to deal with DJ you know and also the time going through too many procedures can be very challenging in itself Um, next, next point um, the lack of cultural exposure. Uh, most people play it safe to hire um, pop DJs that only play basic music. So I can give you an example regarding that. Um, some um, events, um, it's difficult to get a good DJ. Um, mm-hmm. I have personally can attest to that um, by doing some events. Um, so what you want is someone that's got the experience and is able to actually blend in differences in culture. So like bring it out soccer music and you've got a little bit of Afro beats and you've got a little bit of um, hip-hop and R&B. And um, it, it, it takes experience and, and culture. And not everyone, for example, in the UK can, can do that. Um, there's only one person I do know. Um, shout out to D James. Um, and um, yeah, so that's part of the... Um, big problem, um, because, um, having a lack of culture diminishes the quality of your event or, um, what you like to deal with. And, um, DJs are, 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 high fees, um, because they have 1K, um, followers. So that's three problems. You know, we need to make sure that everyone's able to have an access to, um, quality, um, with good culture, exposure, um, without it being too complicated. Next slide. (laughs) So, (laughs) um, yeah, so this case study is funny. Um, So yeah, so this individual, um, Kwame, I've spent five hours searching for a good DJ. So five hours, that that could be, you know, that's a day's work, you know. Um, And he got um, (laughs) a DJ playing Africa by Toto which is a great song, by the way, but it's not, you know, the nature of the um, mm. event. Um, so, that was, <laughs> that was um, challenging. So, um, you know, to avoid having a, you know, uh, it must have been uh, a very interesting birthday. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm just laughing because it's it brings back memories but um, yeah so you don't want to be in that situation when um, dealing with um, Kwame you know you ask for something for a product and you didn't get you get a completely different one so you're talking about wasting time you're talking about wasting money and also um, irreplaceable you know damage in the sense that his birthday will be forever be remembered by playing Africa by Toto when he was supposed to be a, um, an Afrobeats one. So that's something you can't can never forget. Um, so yeah, so that's very much important. Um, and we found a solution to to deal with that. Um, that's like the solution. Um, so it's, yeah, so um, it's a app which allows um, customers like yourself and myself. Um, for a DJ to um, turn up and play. So it is very much important, back to the first point, whereby as as well as it being cheaper, you have that sense of reliability and confidence that you would have a DJ fully um, aware about the context of your um, event without you spending money. um, And when I mean spending money, I'm talking about wasting money, you know, going through, um, as, you, as you can see the previous slide, five hours, which is a day's work, um, to get a DJ um, that you're unsure of. Um, and it saves you save your time. So um, it, it, it really deals with a problem in an effective way um, without you having to um, stress yourself as much. So, yeah. If you
1: could just tell us about the, the market validation
0: around around um, the, the startup PinWave. Wave. Oh yeah. So the, the music industry is, um, about 5.8 billion. Um, and DJs make about 21,000, um, pounds a year. Um, so, you know, we're talking about a huge, big revenue, um, for, for there to be for everyone. So it's it's not a small industry. It's a, it's a big industry that's definitely going to increase with the um, post-pandemic parties that will be happening. So we can expect that to double uh, where there will be parties every day. Um, so mm-hmm. yes, it is really a um, good space for um, disruption, um, decentralization. And also I do think there's also an element of equity. There's a, there can be um, a lot mm-hmm. of um, politics played and, and, um, and um, lack of gems found. Um, being, in the, being in the industry for for minutes of time, not every great DJ you do see on Instagram with a thousand or twenty thousand followers are great ones you do have some that might not have the um, the same um, reach but have um, unbelievable um, quality and, and awareness so I do think it makes things a lot easier that you don't necessarily have to just go on the ones you see um, on on the um, on, on Instagram IG. or um, publicly, so it makes it a lot fairer for everyone. Um, everyone can have their budget, so yeah. So it empowers you to do um, what you need to do for your party without um, being stressed about having a, a very um, surprising birthday with the music that is played. <laughs> <And> so yeah. <laughs> and uh,
1: Mr. Man, can you can you tell me how the product's working?
0: <laughs> so, um, it's it's marked by location. So you've got a location, and um, you can see the DJs all around you, and you can see their profiles. Um, in some cases, their experiences. Um, but you know, you've kind of got a CV. You can imagine like a Uber, but with CVs around it, and you can basically make your pick. Um, as to what you um, have. So you can have on your iPad or on your iPhone. Um, So it's really, really simple. And um, yeah. So yeah, if you could just tell us about the business model and and how that's
1: gonna work. How how are these DJs getting paid and what does the the customer
0: experience from this? Yeah, so um, they get paid um, by the minute. So really, what it does is to diversify the incomes from, um, for DJs. So one of the most important things, as, as I did mention, is there's a centralisation of you know, DJs and, and so forth. Um, now they will have access to a lot more, because what it's not said is it's sometimes very difficult for some DJs to actually get some jobs. So by doing that, you, know, you, you get create opportunity um, for the individuals um, to do so. Um, but yeah, so that's it really. So low risk, um, we take a commission, um, for, um, the time the DJ is there and, and that's it really. Okay. And you
1: said in your previous slide as well that you could just drop a pin anywhere and a DJ will turn up and play. Is that Mm -hmm. anywhere as in anywhere?
0: Well, anywhere where we have, um, a, um, well, what, what do you mean by Edway in terms of any country? And Provided we've got um, our DJs there and we've actually made um, connection to the area. So, for example, in, in London, we have got a lot of number of DJs who are aware about it. And we are currently going to be working with um, DJ City, who will be able to give um, you know, the DJs the access to um, the um, DJ. So DJ City, one of the biggest... Um, platforms for mm. DJs, you know, they'll be um, working with us, giving us um, access to DJs, so really much the exposure that's needed to get as many DJs as where they are, so we'll be in the same number of countries that they are in.
1: Wow, and if you could just take us through just what your customers are saying, just because normally with of these startup pitches, they come with some testimonials, so it'd just be interesting to see, like,
0: what your, your customers are actually saying about the product. <laughs> so loud. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, they've had great experiences. They had great experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Gerard. Yeah, you know, I think you know with this pandemic and and what has gone on, you know, it's it's been a a new way of rediscovering music, a new way of of appreciating things, and the way mm-hmm. we've consumed the music over the period of um lockdown um, has meant that it has really created an explosion in terms of people wanting to experience music a lot more and through us it's given the opportunity for them to really you know um expand their horizons in terms of djs available um and another thing i didn't mention you know the app also gives some samples of what um Mm -hmm. what they're expected to hear so um that's very much important because sometimes you just hear on Instagram, but you know you've got good samples, you can actually see see the work. So that's that's something that um, you know can't be matched. Um, I'm quite confident that um, it will only keep growing from now, um, and hopefully, who knows, we might be able to to do that in terms of mentoring other people um, wow. through the industry. Um, so it's got a lot of potential
1: incredible incredible and just out of interest it'll be good to because you know we're here at this competition because we want to be investing in startups um yeah. to just tell us how much you're you're looking to raise and, and why you're looking to raise that amount
0: um so i'm looking to raise one hundred and twelve thousand pounds um I'm really that is really just to um keep us going um the one of the issues we have faced is <laughs> um a crash on our on our application Um, so we've been bootstrapping until this point um, but with the huge demand um, we we unfortunately don't have the means to um sustain um the um infrastructure needed to um make this application you know grow further and further so that's the main reason we're doing that Um, we've come to a point where we believe um we've got enough traction uh, we have come to a point where we've um, shown you know um, a lot of demand for it. Um, we're making revenues on it as well. so it's just that mm-hmm. unfortunately, by this way it's growing rapidly. We just don't aren't in the um, capability to you know um, expand as quickly as we can and and just to make it a sustainable and a pleasurable experience for customers. Um, mm-hmm. so that is it really.
1: Incredible well. For all of you investors listening, feel free to to reach out to Rocky. Um thanks so much for pitching at the show today, Rocky. And yeah, I'm sure we'll be in touch. Uh, massive round of applause. Thank you. <laughs> Excellent. Um <laughs> you smashed it. Um <laughs> how did you feel it when <laughs>
0: I I don't know. It, it, it's actually quite challenging, you know. Um, it was good. It was good. I enjoyed it. That was pretty cool. Pretty cool. Mm-hmm. I like the Trini accent as well. You know, that was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I thought I throw a curveball in there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, once again, well done. Um, I was scoring you as you were, as you were going through um so out of five for confidence i've given you three um because uh you know you were very confident in 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 reading out what you saw on screen but also not following the script too much um for believability i've actually given you five out of five because i like the way you kept going back to explaining the product you were very good at explaining the product um where sometimes people miss out on that and quickly skim over it. But I think you you absolutely nailed that one, and very good at answering the questions. Um, what was interesting about how you did it is you took time to read the slide before reading anything out on the slide. Um, I also liked uh, how you talked about the post-pandemic parties. Um, very true, um, and uh, yeah, you gave the big big shout to DJ City. Um, I like that. Um, and yeah, you referenced the the amount of time it takes to find a DJ based on the case study. So that was really good. Um, Fantastic, so you got a total of 13 points out of 15 points for that round, congrats. Thank you, thank you. (laughs) So for the third challenge, you'll have to perform a fake product ad as we don't actually have a sponsor yet these inventions have been inspired by the board Elon Musk Twitter account and I've turned them into ad clips so you'll be awarded two points for this round and I'll read to you the two inventions that he tweeted I'm with you um, this the board Elon Musk um, account it's a parody account by the way way? Um, email app that finds the unsubscribed link in any message and turns it into a large button and the second one is um, an app that scans your restaurant meals and shows you ingredients you could have used to cook them yourself with groceries you have already bought.
0: Okay, I think the uh, email one... thats look, Both of them are tough, actually. I I'm imagine <laughs> that's tough. But yeah, I'll take the um, unsubscribe one. All right, cool. Cool, cool, cool. <laughs> All right, so when do I start? Anytime. Anytime, so... And
1: now a message from our sponsor.
0: Tired of those unsubscribe links in those spam emails from years ago. You've given up on life because of that. Well, large buttons by B E M. We make those unsubscribe links, very large buttons, so you never miss them. Go away from your email, all those unnecessary emails. Clean up your life with BM for a better future for your mind, of course.
1: Terms and conditions apply. So for the fourth and final round, is it, is it wrong or is it right? You'll simply have to guess three true or false questions with the opportunity to earn a maximum of six points. That's two points per question. Are you feeling ready? Yeah, let's go. So for the first question, right? the Trinidadian government spent over 800 million TT dollars, which is about 84 million pounds on Carnival from 2015 to 2019.
0: True or false? True. I would say a bit more though, but yeah.
1: It's actually false. Really? So the Trinidadian government spent roughly around 600 million, so about 200 million less um, TT dollars. So around 66 million... Pounds on Carnival between 2015 to 2019. Mm -hmm. Uh, Love to party in Trini. Um, In 2016, the late legend Kobe Bryant launched a 10 million dollar investment fund. True or false? True. The answer is false. Okay. Although he did launch a fund in 2016, it was actually 100 million. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. (laughs) And for the final question, (laughs) Brian Lara, the legendary Trinidadian cricket sportsman, has a net worth, Of over thirty million dollars. True or false? That's US dollars, by the way. False. The answer is true. Really? Oh wow. Okay. (laughs) He has a net worth of sixty million American dollars.
0: Okay, <laughs> those were pretty hard questions, actually. The Trinidad one—I think I read it somewhere, so I was like, mm. maybe a bit more. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah, they—they they are.
1: I deliberately wanted to make them a bit tricky and slightly towards, um, obviously Trinidad and the US. But normally with these, I, I try and focus on like, um, like business, business kind of questions or. What's the net worth of this celebrity or Mm -hmm. et cetera? Um, So I'm just adding up your points, the total
0: points. Are you ready? Yeah, they (laughs) are (laughs) reckoning.
1: So, your total points for the Black Founders podcast that you scored today was 18 points out of 40. Wow, wow, wow,
0: wow. Wow. That's about 46%. Wow, not good, not good. But it was hard, pretty much hard. It was hard. It was
1: hard, it was hard. (laughs) But thanks for sharing your incredible knowledge on the health industry and also in the... um, Sustainable industry as well, sustainable tech, and just shining more awareness on how we can be more um, more sustainable with the things that we do Mm -hmm. um, in our daily lives. Um, And I just wanted to give you the um, the floor. Just lastly, if you have any tips and tricks you can give to any of our listeners that you wish you knew a few years ago when you were starting um, in business, or you were working in the um, sustainability industry?
0: I would say um, be vocal be passionate about what you believe in um, and know what you're talking about um, I think first first and foremost would be know what you're talking about and read around it if you're talking about like the, the being sustainable or the um, environmental industry and, and so forth mm. know what you're talking about know what position you stand on, um, as opposed to be a um, someone that regurgitates um, what you've heard so it's very much important for you to know that so by doing that you're knowing yourself um, and also the most important thing in relation to was that into your health or was just general um, in general yeah in general um, know yourself um mm-hmm Knowing yourself, and, and that's, that's very much important. Knowing yourself, um, be crazy, and um, be adaptable. And the, the key point is because by knowing yourself, you know when you're acting irrational. And there's a great book, not mm-hmm. I do recommend, Predictably um, Irrational by Daniel um, Ariely. um Amazing book in terms of how we um, process information and make decisions. By knowing yourself, you can um, better make decisions that could benefit you. So I would say, um, knowledge of self. Um, by knowing what mm-hmm. your what you like and what you don't like, uh, what triggers you, what doesn't, um, and being adaptable. Mm-hmm. I think the pandemic has showed um, the importance of adaptability from a business perspective. And be a bit crazy. Don't be, don't be afraid to be crazy. Because when I started this, I was called all sorts of names. Like this guy, you know, it's he's nuts. You know, I mean, what is he trying to do? You know, it's you know I've had Mm. you know well this isn't Europe, Mm. um, you know, but yours truly, it's it comes to effect and 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 that's it. So if I wasn't crazy, um, I'm saying crazy. I wasn't. I didn't think I was crazy. But if I wasn't crazy per se. Mm-hmm. Um, i don't believe that you know um i would have moved um, towards where i am today and and keep moving forward
1: mm-hmm. incredible thank you so much for sharing that with us okay mm-hmm. and um to all of you listeners i hope you have learned some key valuable lessons today um thanks for being on the show today and giving up your time as well, well thank you um, really appreciate everything um that you've said and and participating in the challenges. And we will be following your journey and looking forward to it. Thank you for having me. Thanks again for being on the Black Founders Podcast. I hope I hosted here at Kurt Henderson.